by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Two kids. I just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Uh, we have two kids: Kaylee, she's 22; Josh is 17. And uh, and uh, we're in a, entering a different era of a uh, different season of life. We're on the verge of getting, you know, in a different season. We still have Josh at home. Kaylee's at home too, but she kind of does what she wants. But you know, um, anyway, it's different. It's different. I shared about that not long ago about you know changing from little kids to teenagers to where are my kids at? They're not at home. You know, you miss them then. You know. And so, uh, you know, um, we started being pastors a few years ago, and that's been an experience. <laughs> Never expected that. I did really for Guy because I knew Guy had that gift and calling. You know, he's such a good leader and teacher, and I knew that was in his heart. So, but it's different from it was different for me to get used to doing. Yeah, you know, I knew he could do it. I didn't know if I could do it. You know, but I know God has shown me so many things. You know. And uh, something funny I thought about, though, is like I see Melania, Melania Trump. Is that how you say her name? You know, I think, man, I know how she feels. You know, you marry somebody and then you end up in the White House one day. You're like, you're thinking you're just married some. <laughs> like, that's how I feel being a pastor sometimes. Like, how did I, how did this, uh, we end up here. I'm sure she's thinking it way on a worse level than I ever have to think of it, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, this is been uh, over a month I've been thinking about doing this and it's just I'm going to share the process of it all but I listen to the one of the main ways I feed my spirit is I listen to stuff all the time I listen I always have I haven't been great about reading my Bible all the time but I've always uh, listened to preaching on whether it used to be cassette tapes or CDs or and now it's podcasts and YouTube you know I've just it's one of the main ways that I've always kept myself that the Lord's helped me to feed my spirit and keep my mind on the things of God. And so uh, recently I listened to this podcast. Um, and there are so many good ones. There's just no excuse for, you know, not feeding. You know, there's so many things to listen to that I almost have to, like, make myself not listen to stuff. Because you can be, it's just busy. It could be just, you know, you're always filling your mind with stuff where you're not still and quiet. But anyway, I'm going to try I ramble a little, so be patient with me. But. This podcast uh, I listened to about a month ago, uh, it's just testimonies. It's just a podcast about women. They're sharing, I don't know if that's me or what. Uh, they're just sharing. They're it's just talking. They're, it's called The Messy Table, and they sit and they talk about stuff. You know, each one of them has different issues, and and there ain't no women that are perfect. They all have issues, whether it's, I mean, there's just so many uh, different stories, but this one particular one, I'm going to just briefly share about it because it won't. Be as powerful, but I don't. But um, I don't want to sit up here and tell her whole story. But um, 
it made me realize how powerful our stories are and why it's so important to share our struggles and be real with people because a lot of people think church is, oh, I can't go there, I don't fit in, or they're all this, and and it's not true, you know. And so it's important that we are honest about our struggles and things in our life, and the most of all that we all have a testimony that what God did through it, that's what is amazing and what the point of sharing it is, you know. Uh, anyway, this one girl, she... Uh, she grew up in a bad home. Her dad was in jail. She had her, her mom had her when she was 15, so her mom was very young. She uh, was on, you know, they were just lived. She didn't have any godly influences in her life at all. Her mom was on drugs. You know, she just grew up with nobody around her with an example, a good example or anything. Uh, so as she got old, when she got older, she moved out of her house. She started working at a strip club. Well, as she was working there to support herself, live on her own, uh, she was out partying one night, and she was at this girl's house, and the girl had a Bible on her on her uh, shelf, and um, I should have brought water. And she uh, got the Bible down while they're there partying and stuff, and she started reading it. And uh, and she like got engrossed with it at the party, and she stole the Bible and took it home. Okay, so you would think like she stole the Bible, but I really don't think God cares that she stole the Bible when you hear there's a story. You know, that's what's so good about our God. We think, oh, you know, he, he thinks so differently than we do about stuff. You know, he just cares about people. And this girl had no godly influences around her. She stole this Bible, took it home, started reading it, and God just started moving in her life and speaking to her. And, you know, drawing her, and she kept she kept going to work where she worked. She kept doing drugs, but she kept going home and reading her Bible. And the Lord was transforming her and drawing her and speaking to her. And so many people think, a, a girl work, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's speaking to everybody. He wants everybody to come to him. You know, he doesn't look down on, uh, like, the way we think, you know. So anyway, uh, as she was still working there, she had been reading her Bible, and one night she read John 10. 10. Thank you, Anita. <laughs> I haven't gotten out there a long time. She read John 10, 10, which said, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And she had been praying and reading that before she went to work. When she went to work, she was up on the stage, and uh, and she saw a little thing on the floor under the table. And so she got when she got down, she went and found it, and it was a little cross. Okay, in a strip club, under a table, a little cross, okay? <laughs> she said it all came to her like the Lord spoke to her so strongly in that moment that, uh, you know, yes, you know me, and I'm changing your life, but I want so much more for you than this. You know, back to the scripture, I want life for, so abundantly for you, you know, and I want life abundantly for you. The story, I mean, I've heard tons of testimonies. It's just a testimony. Some people are like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good, you know. But it just, I was in my office just crying. I felt like the Lord came on me because it just, I just thought it was the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't that the girl had uh, people, you know, it wasn't us or anybody around her witnessing to her, but God drew her. He's drawing people whether we're there or not, but we're, you know, we should be there, but it was just so sweet to me and so real how God is that he loves people. He loves people in situations. We don't know their story. It's easy to judge all kinds of stuff. But the girl, she was a little kid. She grew up. She, what else did she know, you know? And so, and just the way God drew her through that was just so sweet to me. And it just made me think, and I, I shared some of this with on a uh, text, a super long text with some people or something. And, and it was just so like... Uh, 
I know we all know God's real. I know we come to church and we believe everything, but he just wants so much more for us than just that, just coming to church and even our life. Oh, my life's a little better. We come to church. We doing pretty good, you know, and, and we just know what he tells us when we're here. And that's about it. You know, there's so much more, so many more levels. And I, I mean, I've been here 20 years and doing this and I still feel like I'm just now getting getting there, getting, you know, to these super awesome levels with God. And I've been here forever, you know. And so, uh, in her story, she kept using the term stones of remembrance. Uh, she called the Bible that she stole, the, let, the girl let her keep it eventually. The girl <laughs> later, after she told her she had stole it, she told her she could keep it. And she said she allowed me to keep that as a stone of remembrance. And I had never heard that. And several other things in her story, she called that was a stone of remembrance. And like during that, I, I had all these stones of remembrance. I looked back on and of things God had done, you know. And so uh, I really, that those those words stuck out to me. And, um, and so I Googled it because I'd never heard it. I didn't know if it's that in the Bible, stones of remembrance or what. Well, when I Googled it, um, the only thing that came up was like a, a short um Bible, not Bible story, uh, anyway, something by Ann Graham Lights, which is one of Billy Graham's daughters. She had written a, like a short Bible study on it, like a, you know, three or four pages or something. And um, it comes, her thing came from a couple examples. Uh, one was in Joshua, uh, where after Joshua, you know, Moses died, then Joshua took over. Joshua was leading the people to the promised land, and uh, at one point he led them through the Jordan River. Well, see, I never knew this till recently when I read this in my Bible. <laughs> I knew that the, the Israelites went through the Red Sea when he uh, opened it up, but he did it another time, too. <laughs> it's amazing the stuff you read. You, you find out when you read. Um, anyway, after he took them through the, the Jordan, um, the Lord told Joshua to get some stones and build a memorial in that spot so that they would always remember and be able to tell their children, this is where the Lord brought us through the water, you know, build a memorial. And this is for you to tell your children so that you don't forget the things, all the things God's done. It says these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Then uh, there's another example uh, that she used in first Samuel, um, where uh, the Lord helps Israel defeat another one of their enemies. There's lots of fighting and killing <laughs> in the Old Testament, you know, you hear about it, but when I've been reading it lately, I'm just like, wow, you know. Um, then the prophet, uh, after the Lord saved them from some of their enemies, the prophet Samuel took a stone and set it up between a couple cities where the battle had happened, and he called it Ebenezer, saying, this far the Lord has helped us. The Hebrew word Ebenezer means stones of help. So the help that God gives us is not just assistance, but strong help that fights our battles for us, as God did against the Philistines. So it made me start thinking, uh, what are my stones of remembrance in my life? You know, what has God done? And there's many I remember. There's a bunch I don't that over the years I wish, why didn't I write a journal? I wish I would have kept a journal of everything, you know, from the beginning, and I haven't. But there's times I have. And so what are um, some of the stones of remembrance in my life that I wanted to remember when I was studying this? Um, one of the first, you know, a stone could be a literal object, or it could just be a, a situation or a time when God spoke to you in your life. And, and like I said, there's so many, but uh, one of the very first ones that I'd have to say that he used in my life was a scripture. And some of y'all have heard my story, so you'll, you've heard these same ones that I share. But 
uh, the, my probably life verse is 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God used that in my life before I was ever, ever even serving God. My friend told me that verse. I had to fly on a plane. I didn't want to fly. I was petrified. And she's like, write this verse down and keep it, read it, you know. And I did. I was like, okay, whatever, you know. And I read it, and it helped. It gave me peace on the plane, you know. And I remember that. And then just over the years, I've struggled with fear, uh, sound mind, you know, as I said earlier. So this verse is just, I mean, I cannot express what the verse, it's like a pill. I've said that before. You know, these people take pills for stuff. You can take the scripture <laughs> like a pill, and it will do, it's alive, it, it'll do what it's, you know, it's alive. I, I wish I, I didn't do great on getting all the scriptures I wanted, but there's a verse that says <laughs> it's alive, and y'all know it. Okay. Uh, and then my second favorite, probably equal, is uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments or imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. When I first heard this verse, I'd been going to church for a couple years or something, and I, I was struggling in my mind remembering how I used to be, what I had done wrong, you know, all these things that I had done wrong that the devil was using against me or just that I couldn't forget, and uh, and when I heard this, I remember standing there like, oh my gosh, wow, you know, I, it's telling me that I don't have to, you can choose your thoughts, I don't have to sit and just, oh, well, that's what's there, it's there, I'm, I'm helpless to it, no, I can bring those thoughts captive, make them obedient to the Word of God, that's why you got to know the Word of God, you know, and just so many things, and even this year, I've been meditating on this one a lot about bringing captive my thoughts because uh like i said it's so much more than just coming to church we want everybody to come to church and we feel like it's just it's a equal importance because being with the body and all that it's like it helps us so much but you have got to renew your mind with the word and so it's not just reading a bible story and knowing the stories that's why even little stuff like this it just changes your thought process it helps you overcome you know issues everybody has issues of some kind whether it's your finances your marriage your kids your little kids grown kids grandkids you know uh, jobs just every little thing there's something in the word that can help us renew our mind and think of it like God thinks of it <clears throat> another one of mine was uh, a few years after I've been coming to church you know we had you know, it's all so many levels. God's level of, you know, just always bringing you different places. Or he should be, you know, if you're coming and you're seeking him. And uh, one of them was a Stormy Omardian book called Just Enough Light for the Step I'm On. It was just her testimony, but it had like a little workbook. And that was the first time I ever like did like a Bible study type thing on my own. And, and I remember that was probably the first time the word came alive to me like that in my own prayer time at home. Uh, one time... We were we lived in Olive Branch and we were going to move to Hernando and um, we were praying about should we do that and what house and all that and then guy he had been praying he said all I'm getting is like a red dot that was what the words he was getting in the prayer a red dot and I'm like red dot okay he was like I'm, that's all I'm hearing you know about it so we kept looking for houses and then uh, the house we're in now you know he went and I was at work or something he found it and then. He told me about it, and then we went over there and looked at it, and it had a red front door and a red mailbox. 
And, and I mean, I didn't like it off the bat just seeing the red, but when we, I looked at the house, we were both like, oh, it was the first one we went, oh, we, we both like this. We feel good about this. And then, you know, it's got a red door and a red mailbox. It was just, it's just weird, but it's a confirmation. It's, that's my point is like the more you seek God and listen for him and want to know him, the more he wants to lead you. He wants to know, you to know the, the decisions you're supposed to make and the directions you're supposed to go, you know. Um, I'm going to use a couple other people's uh, stones of remembrance that I know. And one of them I thought of yesterday is Erica. Denise's daughter, Erica, a few years ago, she went through a custody battle. Uh, she went through a lot more than that lately, those years, but they went through a custody battle. And um, I know during that time, Erica was really, really seeking God. She was, she was truly seeking God heavy and hard, and God gave her a word, and uh, it was a I actually found, I saw it on my computer the other day. It's what made me remember it because he had asked me to print it out. It's like, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this, it's like all this is what God gave her. And she wrote it down. It's a lot of work, you know, and it's all about victory. Victory, I have the victory. He's my victory. And like the, in the spirit, God gave her all this about in the courtroom, the power and just on and on and on uh, of God telling her ahead of time during the battle that she had the victory, Okay. But during it, you don't feel like you have the victory. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of stuff happening. And even at the day that the court happened, uh, um, she was trying to get custody. Uh, and then something happened during the court process, which looked really, really bad. And it seemed like, in our mind, we thought, because we were there too, uh, oh, my gosh, that's not good. You know, it must not, that's, you, know you just felt like, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to happen or something. In the natural, if you thought it looked at what was happening. Well, what turned out, what we thought was bad, actually gave her the win, you know. And, and, and she had the victory. She got full custody of her daughter, and it was all great and wonderful. And, and, you know, and the point about her thing is, like, in this hard time, instead of just freaking out and, you know, saying whatever, uh, she sought God, and God gave her something to hang on to. He'll give you something in the hard times. He'll give you a word or a scripture or whatever, you know, a song. It could be anything. He'll give you something to, to hang on to. And he gave her this, and she marinated over that all the time. She was always talking about it and reading it. And um, and then even today, I, I mentioned this to her yesterday that I might share, just briefly touch on that because it came to mind as that's a stone of remembrance in her life. That's something major God did and showed her. But now it, she texted me and said, I think just me r reminding her, like, you know, lately I've been uh, struggling with other things and stuff that seems so big and hopeless, and then you forget. It, it probably isn't even nothing compared to this stuff, you know. I mean, it might be, but I'm just saying it's a reminder. We have to stir ourselves up, and that's the point of these things is so we don't forget, you know, what God's done in the past. It's easy, you know, 10 years later or whatever, oh, 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 nothing's happened in a long time, but that's why you always got to remember what God's done. And then... Uh, the last one I'm going to share is my friend Tina. Y'all have heard me share about. Um, she was uh, praying about her husband and some family members or whatever, and I can't remember what else happened. It's been several years ago. But she was really praying about her family and praying for them to come in. And the, she felt like the Lord told her, uh, I'm going to save your family just like Noah. Like save them in the ark. Your family's coming in the ark. They're gonna, I'm going to save them just like Noah and his family. All your, I'm going to save all your family. 
so she like was like so how you know she felt like god gave her that word well like within the week she was at church and a lady came up to her church and like gave her this some friend of hers gave her this little gift and it and she opened it up and it was a little noah's ark that's what i'm talking about you know god is confirming he wants you know he's and then so when you get stuff like that, it's just the same as my Vols necklace that y'all have all heard me share about. My Victorious Overline Spirits necklace looks like a Tennessee Vols, but it actually means something else. That somebody gave to me when I was up here struggling. I was mentally just freaking out or something. It's been so long. I can't even remember what I was doing at the time. But I know I was up here in the prayer line at church one morning. And, uh, and after I prayed, I started to sit back down and this person came up to me and uh, I know y'all heard it but I'm going to tell it again because <laughs> God told it and he missed half of it so uh, as I was going to sit back down a lady came to me she's not here with us anymore but uh, she said I, I want to tell you something and the Lord told me like listen to her I just barely briefly heard like I want you to listen to her so because this was somebody that was very up and down very just their life was all over the place, but they were always seeking God, but their life was like, you know, they just had struggles, you know, but um, anyway, and she said, uh, this morning before I came to church or something, the Lord just wanted me to bring you this, and she, you know, I'm looking at this ball's necklace thinking, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm not a big Tennessee fan, but, and then she said, but uh, he wants me to show you this, to give you this, and it stands for Victorious Overline Spirits which was basically everything I was listening to and struggling with in my mind was a lying spirit telling me stuff that I was believing those things and not the word of God, you know. And it, this has been like scripture to me. It's one of my favorite things. I quote it all the time because any area I struggle with, whether it's being a good, I feel like I'm a bad wife, I'm a bad mom, I suck at this, I do this, I, you know how you just, maybe y'all don't, but I do. <laughs> And that's why I feel like God gave me that, because he's telling me, don't listen to that. That's lying spirits trying to get you to believe all these things about yourself that are not true. It's not how I created you. Um, one more out of the Bible, like this is another example of a stone of remembrance, would be a rainbow. You know, the rainbow is something that God gave us so that every time it rains and the sun comes out, we remember what he did. It's the way we always remember what he, that he fled the earth and that he promised to never flood it again. Um, all these kind of things like this, and when I hear testimonies, it, it, even more so, I love them because I feel like these things just make me, when I hear other people's stories of what God's done, it's like, I want that. I want you, Lord. I want it. It makes me just yearn and want God so much more than I already ain't have, you know. And, um, and so, why did I tell y'all all this? <laughs> just kidding. I don't do this because God. Anyway, uh, the reason I felt led, to, uh, it was after I listened to that podcast like over a month ago, I felt led to share at the ladies meeting, and it's because I want, I know so many of y'all know, I don't mean like you don't know this, but there's new young people, and even sometimes when you've been around it forever, you forget, you know, is how much God loves us, how real he is, and how much he wants to be in our life, like how real he wants to really be, it's really, it just, it's amazing to me, and it's even more lately because I've been doing it more lately. I've been spending time with him more lately. I've been, I've made it a priority. I get up every day at like 5 o'clock, 5.30, and go in my closet before anybody's up because I tried all these other times of the day, and all day long I'd be thinking, I'm on my way, Lord. I'm coming. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get there, and it never happened. And so for me, I just had to do it then, and really that's the, when I would get myself up. It's so hard to get out of that bed, you know. But 
uh, once you start doing it, I don't want to miss it, you know. And so I just want y'all to know that the creator of heaven and earth and billions of people wants to know you and talk to you and to help you with your little things. You want to know what to do? He wants you to know, and he'll help you know. <clears throat> um, I shared about Tina, and, and Tina, I've known her. She's a stone of remembrance herself, <laughs> really, because uh, she doesn't live here now, but um, she's my best friend. Uh, we met when we were in drug treatment. We, I was, She was 16. I was 17. We were in a drug rehab in Memphis, and... Uh, I could cry just thinking about it, how God did back then. Because, you know, when we went in that drug treatment, one of the main things they tell you is you have to lose all your friends. You have to get away from the people you've been around. Because, and you do, it's true. You can't go back and hang out with everybody you used to do drugs with and not do them. You're, it's just not going to happen. And I remember that was so hard for me because I loved my friends. And, uh, and, and she was there, and, you know, we just met in drug treatment. We got to be really close really quick. And she's the one who brought us to this church. She's the one. It's like God gave me, even in that time when I thought I was having to lose all my friends, he gave me a lifelong friend that is, you know, and I've got so many more now, but, I mean, just the way we met. And, and you know, then even after that, we went and lived in the world and stuff. But he, we just always were able to stay connected, and sometimes that's just not possible. But it's because of her that we ended up at this church and everything else, so. Um, my point about her is that she spends so much time with the Lord. She's really good. She wakes up at like 3 or 4 in the morning just with no alarm. She just likes to do that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just her natural body. She wakes up that early. She really does. And she spends time with the Lord all the time like that. And the story, she, you know, when we're just sitting talking, we're talking about the Lord. The stuff she says is just like, wow, you know, I want that. I want, Lord, I want to know you like that, you know. And he, the good thing is he's no respecter of persons. He's not just giving it to Tina and not going to give it to us if we just make the time for him, you know, and get still and, and just want to spend time with him. And I know that's hard to do nowadays. It's really hard for me when I haven't done it in a while. Uh, but it's just something, if you just do little things at a time, you know, tell the Lord, I want to do this, Lord, it's really hard. I mean, I'll do it my brain. It's like a rabbit. I'll, you know, you think I'm going to sit here and read this. I mean, 20 million things come. Don't put take your phone in there for sure <laughs> because that's one of my hardest struggles is that phone. And so uh, it's just an experience like no other when you can really feel like the, that God is speaking to you and leading you and giving you these things. It's like a high. I've always compared it to that because I used to like to get high and drink and stuff like that. And it's like the, the real, the, that's the artificial <laughs> You know, this is the real. It's like once you have it, you want you want more. You don't want to not have it. And that's what I feel like, you know, Kaylee and Zoe and them have experienced in the past year. It's like they're getting it, you know. And like their friendship, they're hiding back there. Their friendship, they've been uh, calling each other God friends, which I let them borrow that. But, but a God friend is... A friend that is just so much more than just a girlfriend. You know, you, you encourage each other. That's why we encourage small groups. We encourage relationships is we want y'all to talk about the Lord, not just sit around and bash your husbands or something. You know, there's encouragement. You know, it's easy to get around and do that. But that's why we want us all to, you know, encourage each other in the things of the Lord and stuff like that. 
I don't want to get. Um, the more I know of him, the more I want, and the less I want of the mindless things of the world. Uh, it's still a temptation. It's still something I struggle with. But when I am, it's like when I'm in those places with him, it's like, Lord, I don't want that. I don't want that temptation to go veg out and just scroll for two hours. And, and I do it, you know. Uh, we want so many answers and guidance about things, and uh, God is not holding out on us. And I tell myself, I use that term all the time when I'm talking to myself about the Lord because I feel guilty all the time. I feel condemned all the time. You know, when I don't do things a certain way, I feel like he's, he's I've told my, I don't feel like he is, but I tell myself he's not holding out on you like people would. You know, where like we would if someone, well, they ain't talked to me, I ain't giving, you know, they're going to talk to me first or they're gonna, I'm going to make them wait a little while till then they, till they work their way back to then I'm going to give them an answer or something. You know, that's how the our flesh does or something but that's not how he does he wants us to know and there's just you know i'll be here all night explaining uh different situations that he's led us in and guided us in and with our kids i know a lot of young moms in here you know you want protection over your kids and and he'll give it to you he'll give you a intuition uh and he'll have strangers call the house and tell you what your kids are doing i mean he, he's done it and my kids i'll say we always get caught because you know we know the lord tells on us or the lord brings it and it's true you know he will give you the answers that you're needing and wanting and uh but it, it takes us positioning ourselves to hear and listening to his word and knowing his voice and um as i was saying there's so many things these days that uh that you can listen to i mean so many easy ways to listen to stuff and there's so much out there, you know, for young moms, there's tons of, if you want to know any of it, I, I know a bunch of resources, podcasts, all this for, you know, when you're raising kids, Christian stuff that you can feed on to raise your little kids, uh, marriage stuff, you know, there's uh, podcasts for older women, you know, there's just everything out there for us, so there's no excuse really. But the main thing also is not just to only feed on stuff like that, but to get alone and quiet with the Lord in the word of god and uh, that's something like i said I've, i used to struggle with a lot god just sit around reading his bible all the time you know he's so good <laughs> and I, I just struggle with just reading where do i read where do i start what do i do you know and the times that uh god's really helped me learn it is just like i usually get a bible study or something he's led me to a bible study um <clears throat> There's, you know, Lifeway, you can go get, I did a Priscilla, Priscilla Shire one last year, discerning the voice of God. Everybody's always like, I want to hear God's voice. How do I know? You know, well, that's a little Bible study. You just do a little page a day or however you want to do it, you know, and it's just helping you learn things. And then um, the last stone of remembrance I wanted to share is basically me being up here tonight because <laughs> it is a big thing for me. Uh, it's not something I go around, oh, yeah, let me get up and I love to be in front of people and have to talk for an hour, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't usually do that. It's not my natural bent, but I know that God has given me things and I, I want to share them, but the fear is what keeps me from wanting to share them, you know, and I know that's not God either because I feel stuff burning in me and, uh, you know, I know that you got to overcome the fear, which... There goes my verse again. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You know, I have power over those thoughts. I renew my mind with the word of God, and I do it. But back, I listened to that podcast over a month ago, and I felt like, I really feel like I want to share this at the women's meeting. So then I kind of thought about it for a couple of days. Then a couple of weeks passed by, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. I don't think so. 
And, uh, but I was still like on the fence about it. And so one morning I prayed like, uh, in my prayer time, I was like, Lord, please help me know if that's you or not. I don't want to be doing stuff to do it. And if it's not you, I sure don't want to do it. And, uh, please give me a wisdom to know if that's you or not. Well, uh, that was early in the morning. Then me and guy went to the gym and, uh, I've been going to the gym with him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he goes regular. Like I said, he's so disciplined about everything. And, Anyway, I won't go into all that, but uh, <laughs> I went to the gym with him while I was there. I had my cell phone, and then I got a text from Becky. I wish Becky was here, Becky White. And she said, hey, girl, I had a dream about you last night. And Becky's had dreams before that have been prophetic in different ways. So I was like, oh, gosh, what is it, you know? And she said, I had a dream you were teaching at the ladies' meeting. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, this is like two hours after I said, Lord, would you please let me know if I was going to teach at the ladies' meeting or not? And she's like, it was in a different setting or whatever. And so, and when I had thought of doing the ladies' meeting, I thought of, I wanted to do it in here. I don't want to do, you know, I just felt like I had a vision of us in here doing it. And I never see things like that, really. Well, anyway, she sent me that text, uh, said she had a dream. I was teaching the ladies' meeting. It was in a different setting. And she told me what, and I was, she even knew the specific of what I was teaching on, which was First Samuel, uh, well, I can't remember now, but one, first, something First Samuel. Well, also in that time, I had a Bible study booklet on First and Second Samuel in my closet that I had been looking at, thinking, should I do this, or maybe should I do that? Should I? And I was like, you know, okay, I guess I'll do this too, you know. <laughs> and so, in that, uh, it, it's just been, a, but it's so funny because even after that, I, um, you know, I prayed, Lord, help me down. And then she sent me down, I'm like, okay, Lord, let me know if that was you, no. <laughs> you know, because you still want to talk yourself out of it or something. Uh, you do, but you don't. You know it's him. And so i just really been uh, not allowing myself to go to the fear stuff in this because he's confirmed so many things along the way in the Samuel Bible study, things I learned about Saul, uh, David, just different things that, you know, you hear all these stories, but it really makes a difference when you read it yourself. And and uh, it's just been amazing, and I'm just so thankful that he's, um, you know, working with me, helping me learn and grow. And, and I just want, I know... So many people have so many things going on in their life here, and and I know that the answer is in Him, and and in us spending time with Him, and and making ourselves be disciplined to put the phone down, to put the TV off. To if you have if you have little kids, you gotta go drive away in your car. <laughs> Make sure somebody's watching them. Go sit in your car. Do some. You know, just ask God to show me what time of the day works for me. It might not be early in the morning or whatever, but you know, do something, and, and if you tell him, and just even a little, he'll start, you'll start seeing, like, as soon as I started doing all this, I mean, it's like firecrackers everywhere, like, oh, a confirmation, confirmation, this, that, and just, even if it's just little stuff in the Word or the Scriptures, um, just him confirming, you know, and it's like, it's not like he hasn't been there all along, but I'm just, you know, he's there wanting that all along, but I'm so distracted with everything else and just off of my law land or whatever that I don't realize it, you know. And we're crying out to him and we're wanting all these answers and direction and just to know him and he's right there. But we just have to, you know, um, make the time and effort and stuff to do that. So I think that's it. Um, I do want to pray again and then we're going to hear one more song. <laughs> and... Uh, and like I said, uh, the reason I'm having to sit still is just because I, I just, it's like takes practice. You have to practice getting still and getting your mind still and trying to do those things. So, um, all right, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Because this is all you. 
And I just thank you, Lord, for these women here. And I thank you that you speak to their hearts. You awake their soul, Lord. That's why I played that song earlier is that we know you, but, you know, we, I heard a, a thing recently. We've become all too familiar with a God we barely know. So we're familiar with him, but we don't really know him. And I just, I just want y'all, all, each and every one of you to know him in the way that I know in your soul you want to, but it's just this world pulls on us. And I just thank you, Lord, that you awaken us and help us to seek you and, and to build each other up and to have those godly relationships. And, um, and I just thank you right now for your presence being here. Your Holy Spirit here with us, giving us rest in our minds, helping us let go of all the worries of the day and our kids and our husbands and the groceries or the bills or whatever else we have to do later. Lord, I pray for peace right now in this room and your guidance. And I thank you, Lord, that you... Um, when we're laying in bed at night, Lord, that you uh, just help us think of you right before we go to sleep. That's something I try to do. Thank you, Lord. Just as I'm falling asleep, Lord, I want to think about you. And when I wake up, Lord, thank you. Thank you with me. Just, just even nothing elaborate. Just acknowledge him before you go to sleep. And I think it helps you acknowledge him when you wake up. And just it helps you just want to know him more. And he will meet you. You will feel him. He's not far off. He's not holding out on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. In the morning when I rise to meet you In the morning when I lift my eyes You're the only one I want to cling to You're the first thought on my mind Let our voices rise all creation cries, singing out in endless. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.